Bra, keep it a stack. Bitches move on cause they know I got bands. They be tired and I don't give a damn and I'm still getting money, I know who I am. Tryna be low, he gon' hit on my gram. If he's small, he gon' act like a fan. If you bigger, they got your head gas. Bitches slow, so I give him a pass. Welcome to I Don't Get It, the pop culture get off my lawn cast. Featuring the open-minded musings of two elderly curmudgeons in their late 40s. <laughs> staring at oh, the prospect. God. Entertainment man. irrelevance. It's true. You just live with it. It's desiccation. I, what, I, what's the alternative? What's the alternative? Yeah, I guess just surgeries and fillers and, and transfusions. You're still of, getting old. You're tra- still getting transfusions old. of bone marrow from younger and willing time, donors. Time, I don't know. time waits for no man. But all right, so I, uh, this is the important part here. My notes say so. I'm your co-host, Bill Scurry of American Caesar Enterprises, which is a plundering Egyptologist taking everything imaginable and sending it back to museums. Interesting. Do you know that there are... And this makes sense to me. There are people who say we shouldn't use the term Egyptology anymore. Really? Well, because it's, I mean, think about this. It's a very Western, like, study of an ancient culture. You use the name of the country now. Like, it seems Egyptology, when you really think about it, should encompass a lot more than freaking mummies and King Tut and pyramids. Think about this. Because Egypt is still a country with a government and people. It is, but the word Egypt is not what they call themselves, for instance. Egypt is the Greek word. It was the Greek word that was... was Look at this, folks. Bill, whipping out the trivia for you. The Greek word was conferred from without. It's The Greek word is Egyptos. By the yes. way, that's where also you get the word Coptic, the Christians who live in Egyptian, yes, or Coptic Christians. It's the same right. base word. Okay, fine. So, but if we're going to call, it doesn't matter because we call the modern country Egypt. Uh-huh. So, so it's, there's a disconnect calling the country that exists now Egypt and calling the people Egyptians. But the study of just this ancient culture that is barely related to them as many ancient cultures, let's be honest, thousands of years. You know, the old Cleopatra is closer in time to us than the pyramids, which is true. Yeah. I, I don't know the details, but when I read that, I'm like, yeah, that may... There are some things like we should stop using this word, whatever, that I'm like, eh, I don't know about that, but whatever, I'll go with the flow. This one, it made sense to me, but whatever. I'm, I'm not, not going to cancel you. This, this is the things. last thing I'll whip out for you, uh, is that the actual... <laughs> I hope so. When I was there, I asked uh, my guide, I said, what was the term in Egypt, in ancient Egypt for themselves. And they said, well, that's easy. In hieroglyphics, it was the letters K, M, and T, Chemet. Because the yeah. Egyptians did not, they didn't have vowels. Uh, you know, essentially it was all schwas and things that they filled in. So the word right. for Egypt, the, they, they called themselves Kemet. That was the word. So I guess if you, you wanted to be, would you call it Kemetology, I guess, if you wanted to. You Kemetology. Know. Maybe we should. Yeah. Right? Yeah, right. Uh, I, I, I'm, on, I'm, on, I'm on the committee right now. You're on the 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 committee committee, committee the yeah. committee. Uh, sorry. Every time I hear the word Egyptology, I think of King Tut on the old Batman TV show. Yes, Victor Buono. He would. Yeah. He was an Egyptologist who would who would turn evil when up like he got hit on the head. And I remember the thing that got me worse is like he's there with a couple of his students. Some like flower pots fall on their heads, and but like his students. It doesn't. They become goon. They become criminal goons too when they get. What are the odds that all three of them have the same extremely bizarre disorder? Yeah, man. Remember the old days we used to get hit in the head and either have amnesia or change a personality or right, something like right. that. You know, something I did not realize till like bizarrely late in life is that if you get hit on the head and knocked out, like unconscious for like more than a couple minutes, you're probably dead or brain damaged. 
Uh, yeah, if you do that much to, uh, cranial damage right. to your head, yeah, it's bad. It's a exactly. bad situation. I mean, Batman and Robin would get, like, unconscious every 30 seconds for, like, an hour. Yeah. Oh, my head. Like, no, that, that that's not good. He would be like one of those football players with CTE, you think about it. I know. He'd yeah. just have a big, you know, like, like liquid in his head. He'd yeah. be like Chris Benoit, yeah. So oh, that's, too I soon. I hate to bring it down. Yeah. Too, too Always do so. Anyway, By the way, uh, who, who am I speaking to? This Egypt, yes. this, this ancient Egyptian specialist. I'm talking N- noted about. chematologist uh, goon. You're the you're the Egyptologist. I'm the goon who just happens to be next to you and also gets a flower pot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my name is Noah Tarno. I'm the founder and senior quiz master of the Big Quiz Thing, the trivia game show spectacular. I'm I'm being out triviaed by Bill today. My my confidence is shattered. But let's carry on anyway yes. with the, la- the latest episode of I Don't Get It, the pop culture get off my long cast. We're looking at stuff that's new, that's hot, that's happening, trying to make sense of what the youngins are into. Uh, our topic today is a musician. She was born. Did you see her birth date, Bill? Oh, the yes. She was born. Can you believe it? It's right there on the January 1st, 2000, the day all the power went out because of the Y2K bug and we started living in a hellscape where there was no food and road warriors uh, stalked the land. That's like when and, uh, uh, Jenny, 23 years ago. Jenny Sparks from The Authority, the comic books, uh, she yeah. was, Jenny Quantum, I think, is actually born on January 1st, 2000. Jenny Sparks, really? her predecessor, was born on um, January 1, 1900. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I haven't read The Authority in years. Anyway, so this woman, her name is Isis Gaston, uh, related to Gaston from The Phantom of the Opera. Uh, and and the uh, uh, Beauty and the Beast Oh, the cartoon. villain from yeah. Beauty and the Beast, right, yeah. Uh, no, Isis Gaston of the Bronx, New York. She's from the Fordham neighborhood? She's, I didn't read I mean, that. She says she's, she's technically from the, from the corner of Fordham and Davidson. Right down by, yeah. Yeah, that's what she said, to be precise. Okay, she's from the Bronx. She's from the zoo. The, you know, that's what everyone thinks. In the the botanical garden. Arthur Avenue, yeah. Yeah, she's from Arthur. Uh, she's from Yankee Stadium. Uh, but she is better known as... Ice Spice. She is a rapper. She is a rapist. Yes. Uh, and she's a hot star right now though, since uh, the summer. Give us, give us the stats. The, give us the 911 on Ice Spice, William. I'll give you the 411 on uh, Ice Spice. Oh, that's sorry. Or, or give the, us the 811. Or the 311. The 311. Find out you know, what, when they're doing sewer work in Ice Spice's <laughs> neighborhood. Yes. So she was, in fact, as Noah said, born Isis Naya. And Naja, N-A-I-J-A. I don't know. It's, it's a Dominican uh, name. I believe it's Naya. Might be probably Naya. I I have a friend who's African American. His daughter is named Naja, and I believe it's N-A-J-A. So maybe it's pronounced like that. Oh, who knows? Yeah, not uh, Dominican, my friend. So who knows? Yeah. So she grew up in El Bronx, as Noah said. Uh, she began her career in 2021 after meeting record producer Riot USA, who was uh, in state. <laughs> not his legal name. <laughs> yeah, his name is uh, his name is Hiram uh, Riot USA. His, his name is Murray Gershkowitz. They were uh, attending the State University of New York at Purchase, a SUNY, one of the fine SUNY brands of uh, products. Uh, and she rose to prominence in late 2022 with her ode to the late uh, Richard Belzer, a song called <laughs> Munch, Feeling You. That's for Noah right there, everybody. Uh, so the release of her singles, Bikini Bottom and In Ha Mood, 
preceded her in date. In ha mood. In ha mood. Is that a new thing? Is ha slang for the? I hadn't heard that. I don't know. I don't, or oh, I, th- I think ha, ha means her. her in this case. Yeah, it's like, it's like a schwa. It's a derivation of schwa. Oh, so okay. th- those two songs preceded her debut. No, sorry. In, in the mood is her cover of Glenn Miller Orchestra. Yes, as you said in a yeah. tweet. Uh, yes, Or no, not a tweet. In not a, text a tweet. Yesterday. I don't tweet anymore in a text. Yeah. Uh, her extended play, uh, Like... Which is kind of weird because it's 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 spelled like dot dot question mark like it's not a I don't it's know not what a, that means. it's not a full ellipse yeah I was kind of confused like uh, I, I see I see it's the whole thing it's like she's saying you know like that's it was an up talk that's kind of how she just yeah anyway that came out uh, this year uh, so in 2023 she achieved her first U.S. Billboard Hot 100 chart entry with the little T J oh little T J I guess would be properly spelled T J A Y. Uh, collaboration Gangsta Boo, uh, Gangsta and, Boo, and her remix single "The Boy's a Liar" with British. I I believe she's from Bath, England. Pink Pantheress is her name. Yeah. I don't I don't I actually I, I don't know what her real name is, but Pink Panther is a English rapper. Young. Yes. Her name is her name is Pinkus uh, Pantheressowitz. Her name is uh, Blake Edwards. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> her, name her name is Inspector Clouseau. <laughs> Uh, that's on reached the top three. Ice Spice was hailed, and here we come into the reason why we're d- discussing this. Ice Ice was Ice Spice was hailed. Ice Ice, Ice, Ice Baby is her. Isis uh, was hailed by John Caramonica of the New York Times as rap's new princess in a profile I believe that was written in early January, which is the first time I heard about her. Uh, was in the uh, music section, uh, and she was named a breakout star by Time Magazine also in January of this year. So this has uh, kind of been a couple of months in the offing. Um, and I believe the reason why we're discussing it now is because we're on the occasion. It's one week or so after the drop of a song called Princess Diana, which is a collab, as the kids say, with our old friend Nicki Minaj, uh, her, the cousin with the uh, from Trinidad with the extended testicles that uh, was a misfortune he got from the vaccine, as we all remember. What? Yeah, that's a... That's a I don't know this story. Oh, her cousin... Got extended testicles from the COVID she, vaccine? Is that what you're saying? She was uh, spreading. Exten- what are extended? What they're right. droopy? What happens is that she was she was spreading a little virus disinformation uh, around the time. No, a little COVID vaccine disinformation by saying that she heard, like her cousin's friend back in Trini, uh, got elephantitis of the testicles from the um, from the from the vaccine. Is what? Oh, what? Shut the! Fuck I can't believe you didn't hear that, up. man. That was a big deal. And a real medical well, you, problem. You just, too. you just made my life two degrees worse because I know this information. Anyway, we, upon bringing up Nicki Minaj, I believe we can turn this a true, a true hold the door open moment from one generation of performer to the next. Even though Nicki Minaj, I believe, is only about forty years old herself. Uh, Ice Spice is twenty three. If Noah uh, stood on that point earlier, uh, yes. and so let's see a few other small points here. There was a bit. She's of a, half Dominican, half African American. Is that correct? Yeah, mom is uh, Dominicana okay. and her dad is African American. Yeah. And she is light skinned. And she got she got a boost because Drake like DM'd her, and then the DM leaked, and then they were seen at a concert together or something. And then this is how much this is parcel. Like they might be the hot new. Someone said this: the hot new light skinned couple in right. hip hop. Yeah, oh. I don't think they're a couple, but I think that in fact he unfollowed her on Instagram because this stuff is also heavily watched and policed and trafficked. But um, as Noah was telling me before the uh, before we went live, uh, this guy named Maddie Maddie Healy from the 1975 insulted her in a podcast. That's a band name, the 1975. The 1975. It's also the. I actually, I was about to say it's a shitty band name, but then I thought about it. I'm like, actually, I think it's a pretty good band. Maybe a shitty band, but a good name. 
Oh, they're a shitty band, okay. but the name's all right. Yeah. So he insulted her by insinuating she was like Inuit or Chinese or some shit. It was a pretty bunch of white dudes around a microphone yeah. saying a lot of garbage. He was on a podcast, and but here's the thing. It's not an insult to say someone's Inuit. It's not an insult to say someone's Chinese. It's not an insult to say someone's Hawaiian. But in this case, all three of those are not accurate. And he said all three of them yeah. basically at the same time. It was, so it was a shit. Was just, it was, yeah. So uh, she also, the weird thing was Instagram pulled down one of her posts because she simply wrote her first name Isis on there. And that. <laughs> I didn't hear that. Oh, yeah. That triggered that triggered a, a takedown. Like they're automatically, they, she had to like lobby to get the post put back up. Pretty Holy shit, dude. I, I made a joke the other day on Facebook in response to her for something our friend Kevin Marr wrote. Uh, I made a joke about guns and Facebook took it down. Yeah. And in hindsight, I, I didn't fight it. It was something, of, you know, we're talking about gun violence and we're trying to mock gun nuts and i said something about i'm gonna get a gun to shoot the other guns yeah I even even that said. even that one and they go. took it yeah. down and you know what fair enough i'm not gonna fight it yeah don't make a joke i'm gonna get a gun to shoot anything no matter how silly it might be right to a person who reads it as opposed to a computer so the yeah, uh, the final thing i'll mention is that her particular branch of rap is something called bronx drill uh which is a derivation of the the original drill out of chicago chief keef and all that um, and even in all my studies, I've, I've watched some things online from like Vice and, and XXL online. I still couldn't tell you what, what drill is, uh, to be honest. It's, it's fast. It's aggressive. Usually it's violent. violent. Yeah, it's got heavy. It's violent and that the topics are pretty violent. I believe the biggest name I heard of who's associated with, I guess, Bronx drill is Pop Smoke. Yeah, among others. Who yeah. I, believe is, I believe is deceased now, right? I think Pop so. Smoke, That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's Juice World is dead. Is Pop Smoke dead too? Pop Smoke, uh, I think Pop Smoke is dead too. I think he is. Yeah. Okay. So apparently, one of the things that's innovative about Ice Spice is that she her topics are less violent than most drill. She's a woman, which is rare. Um, so yeah, it's it, she she talks. I don't know. If you're really in the world of drill, she puts a twist on it. No pun intended. Um, so that, that's what I heard. But yes, Drill. A jo- had you heard of this genre of music before? Drill? I had heard of it. And I've watched some things okay. out of Chicago. And I was really, like, even just listening to it, I'm not sure I could put a fine... It took me a while before I was actually able to like, discern what trap was. Like, now where I, when I hear trap on site, I can understand what trap mm-hmm. is. Just by the you character. hear trap on site. Okay. Yes. So, all right. Over to you. I, I smell trap. Over I to you, good bu- buddy. I hear... Tra- I, I see trap... But I smell polka. So, so there you go. What do you think of Ice Spice? Because this this You're was like, my I'm I brought. Not gonna, I, I'm not. He's not going to acknowledge my joke, people. Okay. I, I brought this to you. So uh, what, what yes. do you have to say about it? I had vaguely heard of her before you brought it to me. I I, I was aware there was a hip hop artist named Ice Spice. Uh, fine. Okay. Fine. Who cares? She's talented. She's got flow, as far as I can tell. Uh, the songs definitely are catchy. They stick in your head. Munch and um, in Hamoud and. Uh, be a lady. Uh, they get in and out quick. I like that. They Munch are is like fast two, as shit. Munch is like two minutes long. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I think they're craftily written. I think these songs don't have much to them. But, you know, they have hooks. Uh, you know, they're, they're less about the songs going places and more about the lyrics, which I guess is to generalize true of hip hop more than the music I tend to listen to. So these songs feel like they're they're good little, you know, machines, and Ice Spice is a competent deliverer of them. But uh, that's pretty much all I'm going to say good about this. 
first of all, I don't think she's that great. I say competent. I do not think she has star power. I look at her in these videos. I watched a bit of a performance she gave at the Rolling Loud Festival. Uh, she looks very scared and desperate to me. And, you know, maybe it's because she's new. Give her a few years. But I don't see that spark in her that I think is necessary for any pop star to really kind of be more than, eh, you know, they gave me a few songs I like. And look, man, I, it's funny. After listening to her a bit and thinking about this and reading a couple articles, I went back last night and re-listened to, to my mind, the topic that it, our episode that, to my mind, is the topic most analogous to this, which is Cardi B. I believe that's the only other, I mean, we did Beyonce. Well, we just did SZA. But Cardi B is more of the kind of streets. It's, for it's the lane. It's the same lane you're talking about. It's the same lane, right? Yeah. At least from a you know non hip hop fan white guy point of view. A Dominican from the Bronx, all that stuff. Uh, huge, is she Dominican? Know? Cardi yeah. B's Dominican. I didn't know that. Okay, I didn't remember that. So I went back. Probably heard that last night when I listened to it and went over my head. That was five years ago, dude. So I went back and listened to that. And here's my takeaway from this shit. I watch her videos. I listen to her songs. Are we still doing this? You watch the video, she's twerking, she's slapping her butt, she's sticking her tongue out into the camera. Every other word's the N-word. She's rubbing her tits. She's throwing money around. I, you know, I can't parse a lot of the lyrics partly because they're fast and partly because they're in a slang or patois that I'm not in the world of. You know, I'm not the target audience. But as far as I can tell, she's talking like she's a badass. I get lots of views on social media. She has this blank look on her face like she's bored. Um, listen to Cardi B, I reference back to Khalees, the milkshake song, which I remember really bothered me because I remember saying she sounded like she's drugged. And someone said, well, that's part of the appeal. And I'm like, fuck no, I don't like that. You know, in the video, she's standing there rapping. All her girls are behind her with their phones out, people dancing. I mean, go back. Fucking eight. last week, just because it got stuck in my head, I went back and watched the video for Jump by Crisscross, 1992. It's basically the same format. Quick cut to different places with the rappers in the front and like gangs of people in the back dancing along. I mean, whatever. I'm sure people who don't like rock and roll say every rock video looks the same. It's two guys with guitars, and I'm sure that's fair. If you're in the world, country music, the same thing. Well, I don't like I don't like most country music either. Uh, they they conspicuously shove brands in your face. Her song "Be a Lady." She talks about he wants to send me an Uber, and the video for Princess Diana. They have this long lingering shot of a bottle of Patron, and I hate that. I hate the, I'm a badass, I'm a rebel, but I'm going to do free marketing for a company. Um, and by the way, that song, he wants to send me an Uber, and then she's something like, what would I look like in an Uber? Like, I'm too fancy for that. Like, these people are snobs. I mean, I know they don't come from wealth, but like, I'm too fancy for Uber now, I drink Patron. Like, maybe you don't really feel it, but this persona is a snobby one. And then watching the Rolling Loud thing, one last thing that annoyed me. The list everything that annoys me about Ice Spice. She's on stage, everyone in the crowd. I mean, not everyone, but like, it looks like almost everyone is holding out their phone and recording it. And I'm like, be at the fucking concert, motherfucker. You're gonna be able to someone. You're gonna be able to watch this online later. Be at the motherfucking concert. But I haven't even gotten a thing that probably annoys me most, which is um. I sent you an article. I sent you a video from, what was it, Pop Something? Yeah, I can't remember the venue of that one, but yeah. Right. I sent you that. Then I sent an article from New York Mag, the one about Maddie Healy, the 1975 guy. 
But the video was about apparently Ice Spice's rivalry with this other rapper I'd never heard of, Lato, L-A-T-T-O. Lato ripped her off. And the video is so hyperbolic. Ice Spice has finally spoken out. Their feud has been the topic of discussion since ancient times, I'm quoting. This competition has long stood. It's this petulant sniping at people, the resentment, the constant... Uh, Ice Spice says, Lado is wiping that spray tan off and being a Karen. They're both jockeying for Nicki Minaj's fandom. You know, they want, they want the more famous person, long-standing established person to, to approve of them. It is so petty. It is so tiresome. Uh, oh, here's a quote. All of Ice Spice's dreams came true when Man Nicki Minaj followed her on Instagram. Yeah, she kissed the ring. She got it. She got it. Uh, it's tiresome. It's toxic. It's adding rancor where we don't need it. It's fighting over nothing. Now, I brought this up before we got on, Mike, how I hated this. And you made a point that went, oh, I see it. You're like, think of it like pro wrestling. It's kayfabe. They're playing characters. And that's fair enough. I get down and people are like, oh, wrestling's fake. I'm like, well, you're missing the point. Of course it's fake. Watching a production of Hamlet is fake. But I don't know. I mean, is this the level of kayfabe? It just... I think that it the, seems it seems tiresome to me. Yeah, I think, the, and it and, seems toxic. And the older I get, the more like Buddhist and hippie I get, and I'm like, why are we adding toxicity into the world? I think the anyway, empathy I, is perfunctory. It may be honest, but it's perfunctory, which kind of kind of mutes it a little bit. You know what I mean? Right, but it's the same thing. They're fighting over the same shit that rappers were fighting about in the '90s. Yeah, it's so provincial and pedestrian. So it's fights and hockey, man. It's the same look, thing. Look, uh, I guess Ice Spice fine she's talented you know i read that interview with her she seems like a perfectly nice intelligent young woman but i just this music really leaves me like oh again more and then the beef with people is just like i don't know i have i really don't have any use for any of this well you know i i wound up liking her a lot more than i like the art uh upon consider i, I watched i mean having watched the videos and listened to a bunch of her songs it all zeroed out to one song for me again because it's it's on that fine line. If drill is sort of a form of trap and that it has the same kind of trap beat, but it's like, you know, the, the, the rapping is almost done either faster or sort of at a... a it, and it's definitely done. In her case, she raps very quietly, almost like a susurrus or a whisper. Um, and so... Yeah, she's not... Her, her tone isn't aggressive. She, no, no. She keeps it low. Yeah. And, you know, it's... It, I think they... You know, there was a whole... Like, when Soldier Boy came out, these people were doing mumble rap. Um... You know, that, that was at the beginning, it was a little looked down upon. It was like, what is this? What is this shit? And then it became the sort of coin of the realm. The, the mumble rap is sort of the way it's done. That's, that's still the predominant form between trap and the idea that nobody's enunciating anything. It sounds like one continuous run on sentence without any emphasis. That's the point. That's, that's, I mean, that's what, that's what uh, frickin' Drake does. That's the sound that is essentially the sound of, of rap today. I mean, more on, more on that later. Um, but I said I liked her a lot more in interviews. I, I watched her talking to Ebro. Um, I forget what station that is. Uh, uh, Z100. I forget what the fuck it is in New York. But Ebro being... The um, Z100. She talked to the Z Morning Zoo. Scott Z Morning Zoo. Scott Mr. Leonard. She talked to Don Imus. Remember that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she talked to Imus. Uh, but, but deep cut, folks. Deep cut. I liked her person. You know, the thing is, she comes across to me like what they used to call an around-the-way girl. She is a tiny little person. She's got this uh, quiet confidence. Um, she speaks with a thick, uh, you know, Bronx accent. Um, you know, a little bit of peppered with D Dominican and African-American, um, um, you know, affectations, things like that. All, you know, that's, that's her upbringing. And she doesn't seem 
she doesn't really seem like in person maybe it's, it's coming through in her art but it's like she kind of accepted this level of fame pretty gracefully she doesn't seem to be acting out doing a lot of shitty things as a person she seems to still be pretty restrained and humble um you know which is nice because but aren't aren't most of them isn't it just the the we notice the crazy people who go out and like commit crimes after they get famous I don't, you know is i don't it, know is it, we notice those people but isn't it like most people are well, perfectly you know, I mean, there's a difference between some people like, uh, what was it, Foxy Brown throwing cell phones at people. The minute that she got, the minute she got a little bit of fame around yes, 98, I, 99. Bad, bad behavior that isn't necessarily exactly. illegal behavior. You know, Lil, Lil okay. Kim, all these people treated people very badly because they got this entitlement that they thought, I was, I was owed this from the beginning. And the funny thing is she actually said something like, I knew I was this good. But when she says it, it doesn't come across to me as like boastful for some reason. It almost comes across as like a little charming. Um, you know that that's just that's just her thing. Again, she's like two foot seven. She's so small. Really? No, I, didn't, I, I didn't get that. She's a shorty, short, shorty. Two short. foot seven. Two she's, foot seven. She's the Billy Barty of drill. She's the Oompa Loompa of drill. Exactly. Like damn, she and her move. 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 So, Bill, why? Why Ice Spice? Why is she the sixth Spice Girl? Uh, why is she the new Vanilla Ice? Ah, the new Vanilla uh, Ice. Why, why is... We need a new Vanilla Ice, don't we? It's about time for a new Vanilla Ice. Um, well, she's, uh, she's, she's got that, uh, you know, low energy profile of Trap slash Drill. Um, she's, a, she's a tiny human being, uh, very attractive. I, I think most people would agree that she's, she is... She wears... I, I assume it's a, a, a sort of treatment to her hair... But she wears uh, blonde curls. It's like an afro, but it's super, super... Are they super... blonde? I thought they were like red. Red. Well, it's depending on what you see. Sometimes it's blonde. Sometimes yeah. it's red. It changes from place to place. And then sometimes she has long straight hair. But she wears, those loud she wears a wig. Yeah, that kind of thing. That's probably a wig. Yeah, um, yeah you know, like she, she visually telegraphs. Um, you know, she wears... Well, like you said, low cut thing. She's she's got uh, a Dominican build uh, for a woman. You know, thick thighs, and you know, she's she's dressed the part for sure. Outsized femme appearance. You know, radiates self confidence in a way which this is probably the reason why I think I like her so much because she radiates self confidence in a way that only like a, a particular version, like from Fordham and Davidson, could. Some, I don't think she radiates self confidence. I, I think, think she looks scared. I think well, she's faking it on stage, perhaps, but she's still working. No, on her I think in the video she's looking like eh, she's trying too I hard. I don't know. I think it's it's. I think I have to I'll disagree with you. I think it's a particular. Uh, brand. Right. But I think this stuff is always popular in the rap game, you know. Um, and 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 I'll I'll put this out there too is that there is always this I, which reading the back matter on this episode, it occurred to me that there is sort of always an ongoing discussion about what is New York's place in rap history because it's the birthplace of the game. But people say all these other regions and all these other styles and templates have really taken over. You know, the South has just become this this wrecking ball of culture. You know, like all these other places have their own version of rap. So people wonder, it's like, well, where is New York in all this? I had a good quote. She says... Um, you know, in talking about New York's place in this stuff, and, you know, she was thinking about all the other, like, you know, if she picked it up from Nikki, who's from Queens, and, and Cardi, who's from the Bronx, it's like, she says, I just feel like there's been, there's never been a moment where New York rap was dead. You can name a year, and I can say an artist in New York that was popping that year, lit, as she would say. And my favorite quote, we was singing them songs in the parties. And it's, I think it's a great identifier of saying that there is a heritage of, you know, 
rap comes from the Bronx. You know, that is the ancestral home. You want to go back to, what is it, uh, Cool Herc? Uh, I forget the guy's name. And those parties that were out there back in the mid-70s, all those guys that came back from Vietnam. Uh, you know, it's part of the heritage. It seems it seems really appropriate that the Bronx is still making these buzzy rappers today. Uh, look, why? I think she's moderately talented. She's all right. Like I say, she doesn't have star power, but like she can rap from what I can tell. Uh, sex sells and she's a sexy woman. And then, you know, what we say for every topic, it's shoved down our throats, right? Drake lifted her up and now she's doing something with Nicki. Oh, Nicki followed her on Instagram. Oh my God. Stop the planet. Don't worry about the debt ceiling. Nicki Minaj followed ice. I'm sorry. I just find it very pedestrian. Um, yeah, famous people are championing her. This guy, Riot USA. I mean, I hadn't heard of him before, but, you know. Nep- Nepo baby, producer. Riot USA. Is he really? Yeah. Who, like he's, he's, no, his, who, his parents are who? His, uh, no, his, uh, his dad was a pretty influential guy in um, okay. uh, rap. Oh, he, was, he was like the traveling, he was the traveling DJ for some reason. He was really, in the Traveling Wilburys? He was in the Traveling Wilburys, yeah. His dad is yes, Roy his Orbison. Dad, his dad is Jeff Lynn. Jeff Lynn, that's what I was going to say, Jeff Lynn. Jeff Lynn and Roy Orbison, he had, they, had a, they had a baby together. Jay Lynn won. Uh, yeah, I mean, okay, fine. So that guy's talented too, and, and he gets behind her, so her work gets seen more and is higher quality and is distributed right and all that. So I don't think there's magic here. You know, I think the world is certainly hungry for sexy, moderately talented female rappers. And if you do it right and shove it in people's faces, people are going to pick up on it because that's where our culture is. You thought I was feeling you? No. That nigga a munch. Nigga either he ate it for lunch. Bitch on my body, I get what I want like. You thought I was feeling you? No, I was feeling you. That nigga a munch. Nigga either he ate it for lunch. Bitch on my body, I get what I want like. Noah, would you have liked Ice Spice when as you were a kid? I've said it. I said it in that Cardi B episode. I said it a million times. My musical tastes are very male and very white. You know, for, for good or for ill. Uh, so I don't think, I never really liked hip hop as I made it clear in this episode. So I don't know. I don't think I'd go for her. I mean, I might find the sex thing a little less a little less tiresome because um, I'd be more open to that kind of sexual expression. Not open to it. I'm fine. I'm open. I don't have a problem with it. I just don't like it. Is that the same thing? Yeah, sure. I'll take it. All right. I don't like it, but I don't really feel like complaining about it beyond this podcast. Right. I don't think it's a problem. How about that? Yeah. Um, I'll give you a very simple and direct reason for why I wouldn't have liked it as a kid. And that, well, I, I'll, I'll just preface this by saying I didn't listen to rap as a kid other than what was pop music at the time. I only picked up rap, I would say, in the late 90s to the early 2000s when I started listening to it and mi- catching up on all the shit I missed in the 90s, which was a real, a real incubator period for art. Again, Los Angeles stuff that was happening in the late '80s, early '90s, but especially the Wu Tang and the Staten Island stuff that was coming out of um, coming out of the mid '90s. But her particular style is just way too somnolent for me to bond with. Um, mm. And th- th- this is okay. this is a, a, a stumbling block that I have with with, with your sort of post Soldier Boy, post Lil Wayne school of rappers who, who who have come down the pike, you know. And I mean, I could tell you that my my. I would say my ideal sound is like the Wu-Tang. Jizza in particular. Jizza's first right. album, Liquid Swords. And, I mean, if you want to pick something from recent, you know, Kendrick Lamar, of course. Kendrick, he won their fucking Pulitzer. It's, it's, not, it's not a difficult thing to say. Everyone loves Kendrick Lamar's a bunch of albums. But I like Tyler, the creator. It's like there's a lot of rap that's coming out now that sounds right. a lot different than this because it's well, just not but so that's, fucking sleepy. 
SZA was a cousin to that, right? When we looked at SZA not long ago. Uh, yeah, she but... She was a cousin to the Tyler, the creators of the world. The yeah. more I mean, hipster rap. SZA is an artist, like, she's sticky and she sings. And there's just, like, so much more creativity to what SZA's doing because she's not in a lane. Her, her, her music sounds so much more synthetic of influences than, say, Ice Spice does, who is, I think is intentionally being hermetic of influences. That's kind of that's kind of the novelty of it, the point, is that there's a purity where I think SZA, you know, is just do, doing something different. I mean, you can compare the two if you want, but they, they sort of speak different languages. It's not bad, they be on my ass. I could hear you hating from the back. Balenciaga baddie got a bag. Nigga munchin' ate it from the back. Nigga feeling gotta play a cool. Got the daddy, I'ma make a move. Breaking records and I'm breaking news. Bitch be pressed like who you? Spice Ice is success and popularity and existence is this anyway a sign of the apocalypse uh, no thankfully you know um i'd like to just recall uh, or at least remind you and, and and me at the same time that thankfully this is a bunch of weeks in a row where we're pretty much covering pop trends uh where culture is more or less behaving as pop culture should and i think this is a primary example of that it is a very simply put we are rolling out the next year's set of fine consumer products and reinventing, you know, what you are trying to get people to buy every couple of months. This, this is, there's nothing apocalyptic about it. And, you know, whether or not iSpice has the sort of staying power, um, I mean, look, we've talked about a lot of pop culture things. We haven't talked about Scotty McCreary in a long time. We do, we are still talking about Cardi B though. You know, like there, we, we, we talk about these things. We're not really sure what the last is going to be. We're just sort of stuck in the present with them. And so, you know, if she if she sticks it out, if she sort of becomes a niche thing, if she's supplanted by somebody more power, you know, more popular uh, in a couple of months, who knows? But no, there's definitely nothing apocalyptic about it. What couple months she will finally speak out yeah. about this? She'll break her silence. Since the beginning of break her silence after, you know, thirty seconds after someone insults her. Yes. Uh, I think this might be a sign of the apocalypse. Look, the sex sells. It's fine, whatever. Uh, especially since she's got some talent. Uh, but like I said, I feel like regardless of whether I find it trashy, I feel like this is cliche. I've seen it forever. I've seen the ass shaking forever. I've seen the tongue out forever. I've seen making it rain hundies forever, you know? And if nothing, you're in the world, you see the changes. I'm not in the world. I don't see the changes. But if nothing changes in culture and everything's about, you know, surface level marketing, you know, art grinds to a halt, and that is the sign of a diseased society, a dead society, a, a society that is just sad and pathetic. And then you tack on the whole, everything's got to be a rivalry. Everything's got to be us versus them. The only way to succeed is to be at someone else's throat. And as I said before, the older I get, the more I'm like Mr. Kumbaya, like think about becoming a Buddhist. I'm just like, there is so much hate in the world. Like pop stars, like hating each other and arguing with each other over nothing like this is just not something we need and if this is what we're all about no wonder politics becomes a fucking sport where people are like willing to destroy the country just to score a point on the other team i know i'm spinning this out to something that's much much bigger than it is but like why can't she just play music and people either like it or don't like it or listen or don't like she's got to have a rivalry at lato and then ooh, drake unfollowed her what's their beef like I just don't, I, I find that this is not, this is, you're dropping a, a little bit of iodine into the water, and well, that iodine's not a good thing, a little bit of poison into the water, and it's just, we don't need this shit, you know, it's, it, it's cultural pollution.
the, the rancor, the hate, the beef, the argument, the, and then the constant talking about it. I don't know, man. I, I had a bit of a, you know, I don't want to go into it, but I had a bit of a hippy-dippy experience the last few days, and I'm just like, done with this shit. I'm going to go meditate in the mountaintop and not listen to rap. Being the eldest daughter, we take on a lot. It definitely influenced me, like, in my career because I feel like it just really made me a leader. All right, Noah, let's bring this thing to, to our close with our last two seconds. Bring it home. Uh, tell me bring it home. Tell me about uh, Jalosi. Uh, what do you think about that in, 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 in relation I mean, to this? Sure, I'm jealous. You know, I want my talent to be noticed by people to the level of Drake or Nicki Minaj or whatever. Uh, I also I think she's very attractive. And, you know, as a heterosexual man, I, you know, I wouldn't mind attention from a woman who looks like that. Uh, but I'm anti-jealous in a way that I am glad I'm not having a public argument with anyone and people speculating about who I like or who I don't like. I mean, there are people I would say I have, quote, a beef with. But in most of those cases, nobody knows but me and them. So I don't want a public beef with anyone. That sounds like torture to me. <laughs> so in some respects, I am jealous. In some respects, I'm not. I'm jealous because this particular style of hip-hop, to me, feels like first-pass art. You know, like one of your favorite terms. I It, it doesn't, it lacks for depth. It's very, uh, uh, it's melodic, but it's also repetitive. You know, the repetition is kind of part of the art. I don't yeah, but that's but and, and again, that's something I like about it is that she's in and out. Munch is two minutes long. Yeah, that's true. So it's no, just the hook and the details of the of the lyrics, which are go over my head. Yeah, like maybe it's like she knows. It's mostly it's, it's like three it's, choruses. It's, there's not much to it's it. It's like three choruses yeah. without a lot to it. Yeah, she repeats a lot. But yeah. so I don't think this tests the artist with you know rounds and rounds of refinement, and it doesn't test the audience with a lot of you know questioning or or, or depth and complexity. Um, I I think that. For that reason, the success that she's enjoying, especially with Riot USA, I mean, his it's very simple. He's being contracted. The language that he speaks as a producer is to create a minimalist, like Philip Glass type, repeti repetitious yes, thing. Her, her, her biggest influence is Philip Glass. Her big yes. and uh, John uh, yeah. John Adams, the guy who made uh, Nixon Nixon goes John to China. Yeah, yes. Dr. And, then, Dr. Thomas. and then Thomas Jefferson. Yeah, yeah. and then. Uh... Um, yeah. yeah. Anyway, okay. So Noah, let's get to the uh, Abalonian scale based on our favorite uh, shellfish <laughs> off the coast of California, yes. which is illegal exactly. to catch, by the way, because it's endangered. That's why. really yeah, yeah. It's illegal to catch abalone. It was well. There's a couple of guys that have licenses, but apparently it is. You know, people used to go out there skin diving. You know, just with a mask, they would go down there and they would catch abalone themselves, and that's something people did for hundreds of years. But because the state of the abalone is so rare, people are being told. You can't catch these things because, you know, you're going to dent the population. Interesting. So, yeah. See, folks, what other podcast ostensibly about ice spice? Yes. Would you get you to end point? up learning interesting facts about abalone? Interesting. See, this is interesting facts. <laughs> interesting in air quotes. So um, where would you put this on the scale? So, you know me, I'm all about like versus like, like, where does this, how does this compare to somewhat similar topics? So here you go. Right. You're ready. On the XYZ axis, uh, Ice Spice is the average of Cardi B and WAP, W-A-P. Okay. So the average of those, then you multiply that by your, 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 your lady love, Lana Del Rey, and then you subtract Old Town Road. So you got a female rapper, a song by female rappers, times a not rapper, but female persona who... I think lacks star power. And then you subtract a hip hop song by a man. Uh, and that's where you arrive at with Spice Ice, the spicening. Spice Ice. 
Spice Ice Part Two, the spicing. Um, part Three is the icing. The icing. I, icing on the cake. I don't like going like to like, as we all know, that's my style. I but know. I'll, I'll get right. You're to, gonna compare this to straws or something. I'll know. get right to the point. I'm gonna compare it to yeah. Lacroix. Noah, something you mentioned before we went on the microphone. <laughs> Uh, Lacroix, right. Lacroix, whatever you want to call LaCroix. it. So I've been drinking a lot of that shit lately. It's good. And here's the thing. It's good stuff. Lacroix is tiny. It's diet. Yes. It's beloved by young girls. Wait, what do you mean it's tiny? It's fucking everywhere. No, no, no. The the serving size is you know a can. It's perfectly discreet. I'm not saying it's tiny. It's, it's, it's a it's a soda can okay. size. My That's point is, it's beloved it's like a shot glass. It's of beloved by among other people, young girls. But and here's the thing. It lacks a deep flavor and a lot of complexity. Yet. Yes. Uh, it's yeah. very refreshing to drink a cold can on a warm afternoon. And that's what ice spice I makes me see think what of. you're getting at. See, man. See what so I did? Ice spice is simple but hits the spot in the right circumstance. And I don't ask too much of it and I go right through it and I, yes. for, I forget I just drank that 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 what is yes. it? Fresca? Grapefruit Fresca. <laughs> sure, baby. I love you like I love Fresca. <laughs> See, I always preferred squirt because squirt seemed more. Although we didn't get squirt on the East Coast when we grew up, remember? Uh, no, I don't remember squirt at all. I'm not even sure I've had it in my life. Are you fucking? So I discovered. I, I remember when I was ten, the first time I visited California. One thing that fascinated me was how they had different soda. Squirt's the only one I remember, and different uh, fast food. Like I remember Jack in the Box, Carl's Jr. Jack in the Box like, on Long Island in the eighties. Are you? I. Yeah. They did not have Jack in a Box in New Jersey where I lived. I had never heard of Jack in a Box till like I went to California. Yeah, it wasn't New camp. Jersey, but it was definitely Long Island. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Anyway, uh, I still don't think I've ever seen a Jack in a Box in the East Coast. My point is this: Squirt seemed more like soda for regular people. Fresca seemed like they were trying to be like fancy, you know, and like fuck you, it's soda. So, but it's good stuff. It's tasty. Yeah. That's the final word on that. Okay, everybody. We end. We start with ice spice. In the middle, it's abalone. We end with beverages. We end with fresca. Uh, If you'd like to find past episodes of this show, look on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Stitcher. Tweet to us at Noah and Bill Show. Write to us, Noah and Bill Don't Get It, at gmail.com. Give us a review on the aggregators because that's how people get trained. Put heat on us, and we we will continue to grow and prosper. I'm on Twitter. At William Scurry, it's still happening. I'm not a blue check. We got a lot of bullshit going on. It's still, it's, it's ridiculous. It's still happening. I'm on YouTube, YouTube.com/slash/AMCaesar. I'm on Insta. I'm on Facebook. I'm on all the things. If you want to see me, I'm all, I'm all over the goddamn place on those things. And here's Noah. He'll tell you where all over the goddamn place he is. Well, we got a bit of an ass. We have a very special episode coming up. Get of the pop culture. Get of my long cast coming up. Uh, I uh, guess two episodes from now. Next episode. Two episodes will be hence. Yeah. Normal. Uh, yeah, we got a big episode coming up. Uh, I, I feel I can give some of it away. Yes. Bill and I, for the first time in many years, will be recording together in person. Yeah. Uh, through the magic of the aero jet plane. Uh, <laughs> somehow that's the first, the funniest thing I've said in this podcast. Uh, it's just taking something that's existed for low on 90 years or so. And, the, uh, magic, yeah, the, the magic. The magic of the aero jet plane. The, Do you the remember when we were gyro kids, gizmo. The auto gyro. When we were kids, ads for like, products or foods you can microwave they're like now the microwave makes it possible to eat you know food without food you never had a do you know when microwave was first invented they marketed it as put it in other rooms of your house other than the kitchen so that you can like almost have a picnic in the living room they were like the microwave is going to be like how you can cook in other rooms of your house that was the idea right kind of interesting yeah uh 
All right, just like the guy who invented the Keurig did not expect anyone to have it at home. He thought it would just be waiting rooms and stuff. Uh, all right, my name is Noah Tarno. Uh, I'm all about the big quiz thing, bigquizthing.com, America's finest, by far, source of corporate and private trivia events in person uh, and virtually and hybrid. Um, we've got some fun stuff coming up, doing some uh, political fundraisers because politics matters. Uh, and uh, yeah, you know, this magic of aeroplane Bill and I getting together is because we are doing the rare big quizzing event. It's not never, but the rare big quizzing event outside these United States of America. So I'm gearing up for that. That's going to be fun. Uh, so we'll go anywhere and everywhere. Uh, best quiz masters in the business all over the country. Uh, the best trivia in the business. Bigquizthing.com. Check it out. And then I personally, oh, we're still doing our celebrating our 20th anniversary, uh, posting videos in which I discuss some of the highlights and lowlights of the very first Big Quizthing event back in 02. So yes, 20, 20 years in a couple months. Uh, and then I personally am, you know, from time to time, Instagramming, as the kids say, at the Noah Tarno. Don't go to Noah Tarno, you get a teenager in Toronto. The Noah Tarno is me at Instagram. So say hi to me there. Okay, everybody. So until the next episode, where it's just pretty much 48 minutes of me and Noah nakedly begging for Nicki Minaj's approval. We, we don't, don't get, get it. it. A production of American Caesar Enterprises 2023.